Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pixels Podcast, the podcast about all the nerdy things we love and enjoy. As always, we're your hosts. I'm Will. That's Blake. Today we're here to talk a little Loki. Season two. Mm-mm-mm. I almost said our bread and butter, but it's not. <laughs> it's our OG. That's right. Bread and butter. <clears throat> true. True. I uh I'm excited to dive back in real quick. Um, any announcements? Not really. Just the normal slate of things. Critical Role. This Thursday, we just recently put out our discussion on the previous episode. Um, Discord, join it. There will be a link down below. We'll be having a watch party this Thursday. Continuing with our Calamity uh, rewatch, even though we finished it, we're going to be watching the campaign wrap-up this Sunday. And anything else that I'm forgetting? I do believe that's it. All righty. Well, without further ado, let's just jump straight into this. Um, I will give a really brief recap of episode two. Uh, Blake, feel free to jump in. This is going to be very brief. So I'm, um, yeah, sure. You know, Uh, but essentially here in episode two, we have Loki and Mobius searching for Sylvie, and that quickly runs them straight into X5. Um, who has seemingly abandoned his post at the TVA to relive his normal sacred timeline life as a famous movie actor. So they run into him, kind of capture him, bring him back, interrogate him. He eventually leads them to where he uh, knows Sylvie to be in this branch timeline. Uh, Loki confronts her and, you know, she's like just trying to live her life. Meanwhile, Mobius finds out from X5 um, that, like he keeps insisting they need to get out of here until uh, Mobius finally gets him to admit that there is this greater plot happening where um, I can't remember her name now, but right. one of the judges <clears throat> um, yeah. is bombing all of the branch timelines to get rid of them. So the episode ends basically with Loki, Mobius and Sylvie kind of confronting that operation and trying to stop them. Unfortunately, they are not able to stop them, at least not completely. And the episode ends essentially with just thousands, if not more of these timelines getting erased by these mass Uh timeline bombings that are going off. Um, And then uh, Sylvie leaves once again to return back to her timeline. Uh, And did I leave anything out there really? No, I think, uh, they also get a uh, ping on Rinslayer's location as well. That's right. So that That's seems right. to be what maybe the next step will be about. Yeah. Thank you. So, um, so yeah, that was episode two in a nutshell. Uh, I guess first and foremost, what'd you think about this one? A little, little mid tier. It's a little, a little bit. It was, I mean, Here's what I'll say is Loki in general is like, boom. Yeah. So like even like a, you know, this action is still good television. I still really enjoyed it. Um, I actually really enjoyed the episode. Um, It felt clunkier and not as tight as previous episodes um, for like a six episode story. Um, Season one, I feel like every episode was just very tightly written. Mm -hmm. And this one felt a lot looser for me so yeah i agree like, and um did we did did we find out that it is six yes again okay yes. six episodes um, um how about you yeah i i agree with your assessment i would probably still give it uh, in terms of the you know binary well i guess not binary because 
you chose the middle yeah, option, but I think I would still give it a thumbs up. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I completely agree that this one um, was a little clunky at times. It felt like maybe there were a couple scenes missing or something like, yes, the whole storyline felt really rushed. Like I was very yes. surprised to see like the whole bombing thing, like, Oh, this is the plot. And then it was like immediately like it happened and that like, yeah. we're moving on. Like it was all very quick. There was a lot that for the sake of, um, I, I guess the progression of the story, they, they skipped a lot of detail. Like it, it needed some room to breathe, mm-hmm. uh, because it was like the judge is going to bomb the timelines. All right, let's go stop her. And then like, they're there. And then we stopped her. Right. It just was, it was very fast. Yeah. Um, I will say the acting I thought was great. The dialogue between a couple of the characters was really, really good. Um, it's like, I mean, the acting's there. It's just, yeah, it, it almost feels like there's a lot happening that, um, I don't know. It moved very quickly for an episode. Yeah. Agreed. That, that was my main gripe with it. Um, I'm hoping that that was kind of, especially since it is six episodes, like maybe that just kind of needed to get out of the way for like the rest to kind of play out. Um, so I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt right now. Um, like I said, I still gave it a thumbs up. I still enjoyed it. Cause, um, like you said, the acting was great. The cinematography has just been mm-hmm. great. I have more to say about that as we, you know, move on today. But um yeah, just a little bit clunky with that storyline. Um <clears throat> I liked uh the guy who played X five. Um Yeah. But even he, even for him, I felt like we had missed a couple of scenes in the sense uh Yeah, I mean, like the knows? very start of them like yeah. like how did they know to go like find him? Had he been like missing or right. something? And then him abandoning his posts, like yeah, it wasn't like the previous episode. He was like, like they they did include in the in the previously thing of him being like this changes everything, and then the judge, the judge and him have like this weird, um, yeah, you know, where it's like yeah. it changes nothing. He's like okay, but then he abandoned his post, and so yeah, it was like well, wait a second, it what's happening with this character now yeah. once i was able to move past that i was like i really like this character um i really like the actor and i liked you know the interrogation scenes but um but yeah another example of where i felt like some scenes were missing yeah it felt like we needed like one scene at the very beginning to kind of explain that and then just more room for the bomb plot to breathe um but yeah totally totally agree now, even though it was rushed, I do feel like I can understand where that story is going to play into the larger one, especially given this kind of <clears throat> dilemma is not the right word, but that Mobius is facing on like kind of ignoring mm-hmm. the fact that he had a previous life. I feel like the fact that Brad is kind of like rejected the TVA to go back to his previous life is kind of going to play into that overarching like narrative this season. Um, not that it'll like come back up, but just that's like a... Mobius is witnessing like someone else do that, you know? So I feel like that's going to play in uh, his mind. Um, But yeah, I really like that guy too. He kind of reminded me of a young Nathan Fillion a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, Nathan, that we called you old. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Seasoned. uh, Yeah. Seasoned. I I like that. Um, But so, so those, those aside, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, be negative um, or anything, but those aside, I really enjoyed the episode. Um, There's some really cool or not cool. There's some really like 
breathable moments in contrast to those things being so rushed. Um, like this, the scene where uh, Mobius and Loki are eating the pie and discussing. I really liked that because I liked the, <clears throat> I liked the, the duality in how they looked at that because Loki was like, Oh yeah. Like you're avoiding looking into it because what if it's bad? Because like Loki's real life, if we can call it that was bad. He always lost. He always like got knocked down. Uh, but Mobius is like, no, like, if it was bad, that would be great. Cause now I'm living a much better life. Like I'm worried that it's going to be good. And that's like, mm-hmm. didn't even cross Loki's mind. So I just like really liked that, like character study between those two. Yeah. It was vibes of Hunter uh, B 15. Is that her name? B that's the, uh, the, the lady. Hunter. Yeah. 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 Um, her seeing the image of her life and saying I was happy mm-hmm. or I looked happy. Um, that's what it kind of reminded me of, but I'm actually glad you brought up this scene, by the way, because this scene gave me a um, portal vibe of like, you know, do as you're told and get cake. Like it was odd to me that there was this room entirely dedicated to pie. Mm-hmm. Um, and the key lime pie was also very green, like bright <laughs> green. And so I was kind of like, you know, what's going on here? Is this some kind of weird? I, I don't know anything like. Obviously, it's not like wiping their memory, but but I don't know. Like, what's going on with this room is what it's kind of what I was wondering of how odd it is. You have an entire room for key lime pie. Yeah, I, w- I wanted to bring this up, too. It's very strange because not only all of that, but also like there the, the scene. I just rewatched this before we started, but the scene is like right after they first interrogate Brad and like Mobius slaps him and kind of loses his cool. And it's just them like walking is the next scene. And like they go down a staircase and like go down this long hall and they arrive in the pie room and Mobius is like, where are we? Like I was following you. And Loki was like, no, I was literally behind you. I was following you. So like neither of them know where they are and they weren't like intentionally going there, but like just downstairs and through random hallways, they arrived there. Um, very strange and then you know there's like a poster on the wall that said i think it said like you earn tokens and like the token is what you exchange for the piece of pie um the memory thing you just said i didn't think about that but that's really interesting um i mean i don't know if i necessarily think the pie like erases your memory but it definitely feels like similar to episode one where mobius like instinctually found his way to ob's like maybe the same thing's happening here um yeah but yeah, it like definitely feels like, yeah, yeah, it feels like if not literally like a memory wipe, like there's something with this pie that like, I don't know if it like manipulates you emotionally or something, but it's very weird. And I feel like it's so weird that it couldn't just be like purely TVA aesthetics. Yeah. You know, for, in terms fact, of like the cinematography. Yeah. I think that you, that you mentioned episode one of him sort of intrinsically knowing what buttons to press to get down to Obi's room it, it makes me wonder, like, did he and Renslayer, like, have a date here or, like, share mm. when he was really upset? Like, is this, like, where he, like, unwound and he's just, like, subconsciously, this is where he's going? Dang. Um, yeah. So it does seem too coincidental to be nothing, though. Yeah, but I, I was definitely, that was one of the main things I wanted to talk about. And I don't really have any good guesses or anything, but it definitely stood out to me. And, uh... It's kind of a good segue because um, the pie room is an example of what I'm about to say. But I noticed there was definitely like this thematic use of color throughout the episode <clears throat> where like orange was like 
violence, like anger, like impulsiveness, like every time the TVA and the bombs and the doors and uh, the interrogation room where they were going to torture B5, mm-hmm. like all of that was orange. And then like the pie room was green. Mm-hmm. Uh, OB is green and his room is green. And right. it's like when things are like calm and like knowledgeable and like, um, you know, I don't know. So it felt really intentional. And this is where I'm like Pepe Silvia maybe reaching a little bit. <laughs> but I noticed uh, also Loki is wearing like the green palette. More, it's not mm-hmm. exactly green, but like in his TVA outfit, you know, like right. kind of being the hero sort of is more associated with the green. <clears throat> um, and then Sylvie, when they go talk to her, her McDonald's uniform is orange, but she's wearing like a green coat over it. So I was like, oh, she's kind of like wearing this facade of the green, like going to live this normal life. But really, she's still orange underneath that. I love that. That's Um, a great pickup, dude. I don't know. You know, that's my what was uh, what was our uh, film is lit teacher's name? Do you remember her? I never took it. Oh, man. I don't know. (laughs) She would. We always used to make fun of her because she would like point out the most obtuse things and we were like that's definitely not what that means <laughs> but anyway she would be proud yeah <laughs> she's like i taught you well <laughs> it will be cool like in retrospect to see like the things that are more i mean i think it's what, it's what makes a great show right it's like and we're not, I'm, talking about, I'm not talking about just like easter eggs but like little thematic details like that i think are really interesting that aren't necessarily like plot related um but they add a depth to they add a depth to um just the show in general right so um the only like issue though with the the theory is that loki loki his color is green right and all of his moves are green um i think of even kind of like the cheesy like handhold with sylvie where they like grabbed (laughs) hands and like you know green smoke um so like it definitely feels like there's something there but i don't know if it's necessarily green is um green is good um yeah i don't know just like a simplistic yeah but like they were definitely they felt opposed regard like whatever each of them means yes and that's an interesting way to put it for sure um because it does seem like there is an interesting also just in terms of opposition an interesting energy around if Sylvie, you know, we know Sylvie like through and through feels like the TVA. Is, I think the phrasing she uses is like it's rotten. Like this is what happens. Like see, um, and then Loki is really like team salvage the TVA because we like we need it to stop ultimately Kang, yeah. uh, he who remains. Um, and it's it, I don't know. It's interesting. I kind of wonder if like if green is like that kind of original, um, you know let the timelines be the timelines and not even so much the color green, but even just like Sylvie, like is, is purely that versus, you know, I mean, it's, it's basically the, the, the plot tension that got set up in the finale, you know, just continuing honestly. Um, but I do wonder what's interesting is I thought this would be the mechanism that got Sylvie involved that would then lead to that scene in episode one, but she's now left to go back to her, you know, yeah. vacation home, right. oddly enough. So, which I guess, I guess not every timeline got bombed, just a bunch of them. Yeah. I thought that was interesting too. It just so happens that hers was okay, I guess. Um, Cause I did notice 
on like the the screen with all the timelines you know they're all like getting deleted but there were like a few prominent ones still within the boundaries that were there so well the uh, timelines also were fragmented right like were there like pieces of them like on the picture i think so but i don't i don't know i would need to go back and watch i don't know if that was just like like it was animating or... it getting destroyed. So like maybe the pieces would eventually go away as well. Um, but if they were just like rogue pieces out there, that's really interesting. Well, I mean, cause I, I thought the impression I got from the finale was that the timelines were creating so fast that there was no way to actually stop them. Yeah. And um, what's the thing called? Like when it gets to a certain point, it like can't be pruned anymore or something. Yeah. From like the like, first season, like yeah, I know what you're talking like a about big, a big time component. Well, it's been a lot of time since these timelines started, started branching up, and yet this concept hasn't come up. So I don't know. I don't think they're retconning it, but I do wonder if the judge is pruning these timelines, even ignorant or you know, not even ignorant, but just like forget the you know terminal point. We just got to prune all these things. Um. And that's that's why I was wondering if these timelines, if the reason they look kind of like fragmented and broken is maybe because it, it isn't like a clean. She hasn't done it like in a clean way. Like it's yeah. I don't know. That, I don't know honestly. That would make sense. Um, yeah. Wh- whatever the the <clears throat> whatever the critical mass failure thing is, I would imagine that that's the same thing that like Ob is still dealing with. Like, right. Um, you know the the critical overload that was happening in the finale. I guess the temporal loom is kind of how they're condensing that into like a narrative point this season. Um, yeah. Which I guess he's still. We don't really know. Like, it felt dire, but and I mean, I guess maybe the bombing of the timelines will help alleviate the pressure on that a bit, maybe. But we don't it's really like, know like what the the time frame is on like when does that like doom us all or not? Maybe not even doom us all, but where's the point of no return? for these things happening. Um, but and I guess it was, hasn't happened yet. And was the plot thread that he got, he like got locked out, like his access got revoked or something. Yeah. So he was, he's in charge of fixing the loom or whatever. And where it was, where it was this episode was he had like the incorrect temporal aura to like get authorization to do what he was trying to do, which now they're looking for miss minutes, I think, because Either they think she might have it or she could at least get around it, I guess, is the assumption. Yeah, okay. I guess Which, that makes sense. <clears throat> I mean, I clearly... So the Miss, the Kang that Miss Minutes was working for is dead. But, I mean, I get we got... She was like his right-hand man. Why do we, why do we think that? Well, because at the end of season one, they killed him, right? But they didn't kill Miss Minutes. Right, I'm the the Kang she was working oh, with died. Oh, sorry. Okay, yeah, I misheard you. Um, yeah, but clearly right. she was like right hand man, so like maybe right. she knows as much or at least a lot more than our. She either knows as much as Kang or at least a vast amount more than our main characters. So like, is she off executing his mm. wishes? Is she off like on her own rogue mission? Um. Is she working with Renslayer? Very curious to see, like... Well, we know... I, I think all three of these parties are connected in, in collaboration. We know yeah. 
we know that um, in the comics, Renslayer and Kang are romantically involved. Yeah. So it, it seems to read, and we heard the recording for episode one. Now, was that he who remains that was communicating with her, or was that a different Kang? Yeah. Like, I'm wondering how they're going to navigate and kind of cleanly, you know, write all of this out, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would assume Renslayer's off with Miss Minutes and whatever, whatever they did to kill He Who Remains that has upset the timelines and the loom that Obi is trying to fix, I'm assuming that there's a Kang out there or in the very least a Miss Minutes that doesn't want to see that happen. Who's sort of like, you know, oh, better reject your um, access to this thing. Cause I don't want you to fix that. Yeah. Um, to what ends though? I mean, I don't know. Part of me kind of wonders if, if season two is like a setup for like a certain Marvel film or something. I'm, or, or if it's, this is going to be like a contained story. So I mean, I, I think it's oh, yeah. definitely set up not to say that it won't have its own like contained story arc. But, you know, we know that the next Avengers movies that are coming are Kang Dynasty and then Secret Wars. So I feel like this at the very least, the impacts of this are going to like directly tie into those things, if not narratively mm. directly tie into them. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'm just going to like confuse myself if I look if I dig yeah. too much <laughs> into this. But <clears throat> If if Miss Minutes was working with He Who Remains, which she was, mm-hmm. and then he, he Who Remains offered, you can either like kill me and mm-hmm. all chaos is going to break loose, or you can take my place, right? Wasn't that the... Mm-hmm. Now, in the take my place offer, I wonder if he thought he was dying or like, what was he going to go do, you know? Maybe he was bored. <laughs> well, if so, if Miss Minutes was like on board with with that plan, then I wonder. Then if she's working actively against the TVA now, it's almost like she was working against his plan. Unless unless he was like, "Hey, if they kill me, go help the next me." Like maybe he said something like that, and so that's why she's doing that. But I'm just curious, like, because they're different. They're all different variants, right? So like, just because she was loyal to he who remains doesn't necessarily mean she's going to be loyal to the next random Kang that mm-hmm. comes trying to take over. Right. But maybe she would be, I don't know. Well, it's tough. I don't know. I'm thinking about like the early version of the TVA that had like the statue of Kang. Yeah. True. You know, the question is, was she, is she was that he who remains like over the years and he like changed his management strategy right or was that a different kang and she's mm. just like hardwired programmed like i support kang and like oh this one died time to go find another one and she just went to the nearest one i mean i don't know um we know they're working together but like the it's it's like you the the caveat you gave of i'm going to confuse myself i'm like i'm trying to like process it too and be like <laughs> I don't even know because we yeah. know also the TVA seems to be seems to be a single timeline. Yeah. So. Right. There aren't branches, at least that we're aware of. <clears throat> and tiny potential spoiler. Did we I didn't see quantum mania. Did we get confirmation that the TVA 
is sub um like a sub atomic civilization oh, no <clears throat> okay it still could okay. be but that wasn't like we, in the movie okay because we talked about before the movie came out if it could be that yeah um but yeah okay good to know yeah i don't and it i don't know and i'm just curious like what what is miss minutes like she's very powerful like could mm-hmm. she be a kang <laughs> variant or something yeah. it didn't seem it, they probably wouldn't work together in that way but yeah. like it almost seems kind of maybe like a the other side of the coin of OB, considering they're both like vastly knowledgeable about the TVA. Yes. Like, could it be an OB variant? Does OB have variants? Probably not. Right. I don't know why right. I said he probably doesn't, but I feel like he just wouldn't for some reason. But speaking of, you can you can kill me or take my place. I had forgotten that Sylvie had taken his bracelet. Right. I I kind of forgot that too until we saw it this episode, right? Her Yeah, but they're it. looking at it on the hood of the car. Yeah. What does it what was it? It was a reference to what it was in episode season I, 1, I mean. I mean, I think no? it's just like a more sophisticated like TVA temp pad, like the master yeah, okay. version is I don't know if that's right, but that was like my interpretation of what it was. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> So I, so I wonder what she's doing with that then. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I guess she's using that to, to hop between when she needs to. Um, I was also wondering if it was maybe part of the reason why she was able to stay so hidden. Like maybe his is better at, you know, not pinging the, the systems when it's used compared to like a normal TVA one. And we kind of well, already left really, this point. Or go ahead. <clears throat> I was going to say, was she able to stay that hidden? Cause it sounds like, x5 found her right that's what i was gonna say is like how did x5 find her that was like another like it seemed like a scene was missing there was some line about like him being a great hunter so like i guess that's we're just supposed to assume he's so great he found her yeah and this was one thing i was wondering it didn't like he knew exactly where she was and it was in a different timeline like it wasn't Mm -hmm. in the sacred timeline where he was you know living his life as an actor when the episode was first starting i expected a certain thing to happen that never happened. I expected him to like have found her and then, and them to have some sort of confrontation and her to have been like, Hey, why don't you just like start? You're an actor. Like, just go live your life. I'll live my life. Let's just both like leave each other alone. Like I thought like it was going to be mm-hmm. Sylvie that like either manipulated him or just straight up, like convinced him. That's what he should do. But that wasn't the case. He just seemingly that's- found mm-hmm. her and then was like, yeah. eh, I'm going to go do my own thing. That scene would have, definitely made it for me that would have definitely been a good fill in for me um where he has a change of heart goes to sacred timeline becomes an actor and and we understand why he's there yeah um definitely that's i think the missing scene which you kind of wonder like what gets left on the cutting room floor i mean maybe maybe there was something like that and it was too clunky i don't know and is it possible we could get any of this filled in later still because it like there was the weird relationship with him and the judge. And then we know the judge had this whole plot. So like, why would the judge let her like seemingly right hand man just go live his life on the timeline? Like, why was she cool with that? Even especially since he knew the big secret plan. So mm. Like, is there any chance like this was all according to plan? Like, like almost like a double misdirect where like his 
his mission was to go live his life as the actor and like i don't know you know yeah and i was actually just something i was wondering was like are some other episodes shorter and they would like take a scene like that and put it in a later episode but they're all about they're all about the same number of minutes oh they're all released all the time um one through four not five or six um but episode two was 49 minutes and you know and of course you have like the eight or nine minutes of credits yeah um episode three is 53 minutes episode four is 48 minutes um so yeah and then we don't know five or six Hmm. okay so that's probably not the case then but who knows it just it just feels like something it feels like another piece is missing there and hopefully we get it but if we don't get it then i guess it is just a bit clunky but i do expect we like with them bringing in a new actor to play x5 and in the first two episodes already giving him that much like to chew on i have to imagine that like that's not it i feel like x5 is gonna keep playing a role this season maybe that's copium but if so maybe some of these things will you know get pieced together slightly better yeah yeah so sylvie's pieced out she's back to her timeline clearly something is going to bring her back in the fold um and then i kind of wonder like what's next for the tva they have the ping on rinslayer but i think it's b15 let me get actually her actual make sure i have the right name um it is b15 um you know i think she said something like billions of people were just like killed um trillions really right because i mean yeah each and that's just with if earth is under consideration but if you imagine like each timeline is the whole universe which it right is right then probably whatever is beyond zillions or whatever like and almost right. an infinite amount of life right yeah <clears throat> which um yeah i guess renslayer is the next direction for them yeah which we i mean like you said in the comics she was she had a romantic relationship with kang like we've seen in the show in the audio recording you know he calls her like he couldn't have done it without her like remind me in season one she didn't find out any of these things, right? Like she, along with everyone else kind of found out what was going on with the TVA, but like she didn't ever on screen have any interactions with Kang or anything. Right. Correct. I don't know if she also found out so much as she already knew all of these things, mm-hmm. which she may or may not have. I don't, we don't know. Right. We just, <clears throat> we knew we saw her, her old life, right. Where she was a teacher did right. she see that or did other people see that of her? The other. I feel like the other hunters saw that, but I wonder if they were tracking her and knew she had gone there. Yeah. Okay. Now, now I need to, I think I need to rewatch some of season one because I think you're right. We, we don't know what she knew. Like it's possible that she knew everything the whole time. Right. Mm hmm. Like maybe her mind was never wiped and she has like always been kind of a, like Kang said, like the right, his right hand man. Um, if that's the case, or even if it's not like, even if she had her memory wiped, maybe she got her memories back. And so maybe that's why she's kind of like off trying to help him again. Um, a lot of interesting, 
little mystery boxes. Yeah, I'm just looking at the wiki to see because I feel like I need to go back and watch season one. I wonder if Miss Minutes could be Renslayer somehow. Yeah. Yeah, I I guess we don't really know. <clears throat> I guess we don't really know what she knows other than other than she knows enough to keep Mobius in the dark because that was like the running thread of season one. Like right. maybe it was like we're all variants. It could have been that or it could have been something much more sinister. Sinister is maybe not the right word, but deliberate. Um, deliberate, deliberately hiding the existence of Kang. You know, I don't know. Well, it would make sense. It doesn't have to be the case, but it would make sense that she knew everything the whole time and was just like one of his operators on the inside. Mm -hmm. Um, hmm. Yeah, so we're, we're chasing her down next. Be interesting to see what happens there. But I'm kind of, I'm interested to see what Mobius, what's going on with him. Because that feels like that's definitely going to get explored. Like, we're probably going to find out what his real life was. Yeah. And I wonder if it's meaningful in any real way. Like, is it just a normal life, you know? And so that's sad. And, like, you know, he has a wife and kids or something. And so that's that aspect. Or is there, like, is he special or is there something meaningful about, you know? Yeah, where he, he was came Tony from. Stark. <clears throat> <laughs> so we got a nice little Avengers reference too, by the way, from Loki. Yeah. I forgot about. So, okay. Um, and one other. Um. Yeah. What else? Uh, one other thing it, uh, that I wanted to mention at least was going back to Ob, which we talked a lot about a lot in episode one about like what he is and like what's going on, how he seems to be like. He wrote literally wrote the book on everything there is seemingly had not had his memory wiped and is seemingly by some means or another, like, I don't know if we're talking like magic spells or like what we're talking, but is like seemingly being kept out of like the collective consciousness of everyone else. Like no one ever goes and visits him. Um, yada, yada, yada. Well, Again, he shows his expertise. They keep bringing up the book that he wrote. Like they just keep hammering that point about like how he knows and wrote everything here. Um, but Casey, the uh, the the mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe him, but the TVA worker, Casey, yeah, um, analyst, the analyst. Yeah, he he like read the whole book, loves the whole book, and knows Ob. And Ob's picture is in the book, as we found out. So it's not as if like. Like it's like, I don't know one. It's weird that like Kang would allow OB to like have authorship over something like that. And then on top of that, like have his picture in there. So Casey knows OB, like he knew the name OB was familiar with that person, but had no idea that they were like still alive and like literally worked three fleet floors down. Like he's like, Oh, can I get your autograph? Like he reveres this guy. And yet he has never in the thousands of years he's worked there, gone to visit him. Like he must not have known. You know, yeah, like what's going on that they're keeping this guy like such a secret. There's definitely like a much stronger connection to our theory from episode one of like. For you guys who didn't maybe see that our discussion, like, is this guy a deity? Is he like a literal demigod? Like what is making this character so special that 
clearly couldn't be killed. Doesn't seem to have been mind wiped or maybe he has been, I'm not sure, but has at, at, at least been secluded to the ignorance of everyone who works there, who would very much be interested in connecting with him. Yeah. And um, he doesn't seem to be aware of that. You know, he yeah, just thinks or, no one comes to visit him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or bothered by the fact that, you know, I literally wrote the book and I've, I don't even know any of these people. Yeah. Cause it's a big organization. I mean, uh, X five mentioned how he was, he was afraid of Sylvie because Sylvie had killed 400 hunters, which I right. was like, wow, this is a big, I mean, we've seen like the cityscape, like we know it's a big yeah. area, but, um, yeah, this guy's been living in seclusion in a massive time metropolis. Like, <laughs> Obi, why is this not a red flag to you? Yeah. I so I just the the mystery continues with him. I you know, uh, could he be he who remains, which is some the real he who remains, which is something we talked about. But right. the, the the weirdest part is maybe he just doesn't care. Like maybe like if he is some ultra powerful being, like maybe he's not concerned with like Mm-hmm. the fact that no one comes to visit him or whatever but it's just weird that like if he is so powerful that he like could not be displaced mm-hmm. or mind wiped or something like how on earth did they convince him to just stay down in that basement <laughs> yeah <You know? laughs> uh, just just don't come up okay <laughs> nothing's going on yeah maybe he's just such a good dude it's like hey man just please please don't come up all right man i won't <laughs> 800 years later He's like, he's like a dog, basically, you know, (laughs) dogs are just like wait at the door until you come back. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, also I had this other random thought about, uh, while I was just looking on the wiki here, it reminded me of, um, the void that they went to in season one. So like these timelines aren't like disintegrated. They're all sent to the void. So like, I'm just imagining like living in the void, like one of these like people and then just like millions and billions of people like dropping in or like vestiges of those timelines dropping in. True. Uh, cause you go, cause you go to the void when you're branched, right? Like you yeah, don't I die. Think so yeah. I mean, Oh so, yeah. I mean, it's a bit jarring. Yeah. And they all just get brutally destroyed by Eliath. Yeah. That's right. Eliath. That's the name. I didn't, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, what else? Anything else for the set? Um I don't I don't think so. Um let me quickly look at the old notes. <clears throat> um Also, there's been a lot of in- well not a lot, but there's been some emphasis on the McDonald's guy. And I'm wondering, is that just like the kid? Yeah. Like he's in the in episode one in the, in the end credit scene, it was just kind of yeah. like a funny scene, but then we spent a lot of time there today and then it wasn't the post credit scene, but it was the final scene of this next episode where she's laying on her car and he comes out there, which yeah. again, like it doesn't have to be anything, but there's just been like, yeah, for what I originally thought was just kind of like a quick bit. There's, there's been, time spent there um 
I have no theories or guesses as to what that could be, but, um, you know, maybe, maybe he'll die and that'll be like a call to action for Sylvie. Like this one, like pure, yeah, like guy that's been really nice to her and just works and his mom comes and picks him up. Like if he dies, maybe that's like what sets her off or something. Or maybe they fall in love, you know, it's like Cougar town. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, yeah, they fall in love and then Loki kills him because he's jealous. There we go. (laughs) We figured it out. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but no, I think I think that was pretty much uh, pretty much my thoughts for this one. I think the show new episodes tonight. Is that right? I so I remember I said that last week, but I think I was wrong. So I think it's I think it's Wednesday night, aka Thursday. Oh right, yeah, okay. But I did. But last week I did say Tuesday night, aka Wednesday. But I think it's yeah Wednesday, okay. aka Thursday. Yeah, you're right. Okay, cool. I don't know. You're right. It's Thursday. Okay. It's Thursday. Yeah. So like 2 a.m. tonight for any yeah. night owls. <clears throat> uh, well, that's cool. I mean, because don't have long to wait then. True. True. Which, okay. dang, only six episodes. So after tomorrow, we'll be halfway through. Halfway done. Hmm. And then do we know if there's a season three? I don't. They haven't like said that. I hope there, I mean, I hope there is, I know maybe it's a little preemptive to say, um, but I hope there is because I really liked this show. It's the first, we talked about this last time, but you know, a lot of the Marvel stuff has been a little bit subpar recently. So, um, well, they also, I mean, we know from, uh, what is it? Daredevil. I mean, we know they're cleaning house a little bit so yeah which i think that's actually hopefully a good thing like i was actually excited about that news because you know how much i love charlie cox and daredevil so like mm-hmm. i'm glad that they didn't just put out like a subpar product and they were like you know let's start over so yeah hopefully right. they're getting things on track over there well thank you guys for tuning in today uh let us know what you thought of this episode and your theories as well Uh, And definitely check out our Discord where we talk about all of this stuff. And uh, we'll be back soon to talk about episode three. We shall indeed. Alrighty, y'all. Well, until next time. Bye.